Have you been asked to return to work once fully vaccinated? With COVID-19 restrictions and working from home rules easing across many countries, it's now time to prepare for the return to work conversation. Welcome to Talking HR Trends with Natal and Tom. I'm Natal Dank. And I'm Tom Haak. And we explore the latest hot topics and business challenges impacting the people side of organisations. Stick around to the end for our practical top tip. And if you find this discussion valuable, please subscribe. So Tom, what is your key message from this episode? Don't be afraid of a little chaos and redundancy. Natal, what is your key message in this episode? Embrace disruption and chaos as an opportunity and be optimistic of what you can achieve. Okay, Tom, let's just frame it first. We're going to explore this concept of return to work. So the return to work conversation, uh, it's across a lot of journals and newspapers at the moment. Can you just let me know what's your definition of this return to work conversation? What does it kind of represent? I think companies like rules, they like structure and they like control. And there are organizations that think, okay, crisis almost over. Let's try to go back to normal. And they realize we cannot totally go back to normal because, well, you know, we can't say to people, you have to come back to the office totally. So let's have the conversation and try to lure Tom back to the office as much as possible. And then we'll see where we end up. We have seen in the news quite recently the CEO of Morgan Stanley uh, in the US claiming that everyone needed to be back in the office by September because now everyone's fully vaccinated. I want you back in the office. A bit of a kind of this is it. We've then seen other companies such as Twitter and PepsiCo come out with quite uh, new approaches around, okay, we want to create this environment where you can work from anywhere and this is what we're going after. So is one right and one wrong? What's going on here? What's your thoughts? I think they are both too narrow. Mm -hmm. We mentioned earlier 2021, it was a time for adaptation, but now it's time for transformation. And the question is, are those company, companies really looking at transformation? You sent me an article and I was very enthused by that of Steven Sanofsky. I think he's an ex-Microsoft uh, guy and I can recommend the article to everybody. And it's called Creating the Future of Work from Trauma to Opportunity. And I'm sure I don't summarize him completely well, but he is saying this is a real time for transformation. So it's not about how many days can you work from home or not. It's about how can we really transform the ways we are working. And that has a lot to do with how we work. And many of our practices of today are still connected to the kind of post-World War II Tayloristic type of approach. We centrally make a strategy and then we roll it out over the organization. We have to make sure everybody is aligned. So all those words, alignment and strategy, top-down strategy, all those elements, they don't work anymore. And people have shown in the current crisis that it can be done differently. No, I thought it was a great article as well. And, and I... 
I thought one of the key points he makes at the start is we've all been through this really huge change in our lives and it's been very dramatic. Um, for some people it's it's equaled a big loss and for others just this huge disruption in how they live their life every day. And we should never, we can't underestimate the impact that that's have. Um, and also through that we have created whole new ways of getting work done. And, and this means we've got the transformation in action. So even to think that you can go back to the old is kind of limiting uh, in many ways. And actually, you're at maybe missing out on the opportunity of how you could take your business in a new direction. So that's that anti-fragility concept, isn't it? How do you take advantage of crisis in the moment? Yeah. Yeah. And don't try to put people back in their cage. Yes. Yeah. If we focus on two, and one is empowerment. As mm. you say, people have shown that they were able to solve problems on their own and with their team yeah. at the front without instructions mm -hmm. from uh, headquarters. And people mm -hmm. like that. They say, well, mm. yeah. they are proud of what they have accomplished. Exactly. What Sanofsky also is saying, most organizations today have the characteristics of software companies. And that's yeah. different. That's a different approach we need. Not in his article, but elsewhere I read, about how advertising has changed. And, and that's a good mm -hmm. example. Advertising in the past was, you are my client, you gave me a briefing, and then I worked with my team on a super proposal. I came to you with our design, and you said, well, I don't like that. I like, I came back. So a lot of preparation, and then we would shoot the commercial or whatever, or the print yes. campaign, and then it would run. Today, well, you know, I roughly know what you want, but what is done is they make thousands of interventions in advertisement. They shoot them on the internet and they see what works. Is it blue? Is it red? Is it big? Is it small? Is it with female? Is it That's a different way of working. That's not spending a lot of time on the strategy. It's starting with execution immediately. Yeah. Developing products, developing services. Well, there are a lot of lessons there. But there's a tendency to go back to the old ways of working. But I'm sure that people like new ways. Many people are ready for the transformation. Don't you think so? Oh, definitely. What's interesting is also that there was an, uh, an assumption that the way that we worked prior to the pandemic were successful. We already know, and we've, we've talked a lot about this, that a lot of the trends we're seeing now have simply been accelerated by the pandemic. It was already happening. So this more kind of traditional waterfall cascading down of strategy and goals was actually not responsive enough to the market, was it? And this is about taking an opportunity to know how to be the best in the market. So I think the example you just gave makes me think of the car industry at the moment. So in the article, it talks about the product mindset and designing for the market, not just designing for something to last. And so if we think about cars, cars for a long time have just been kind of different ways of presenting the same version of a car. But we've now got electric cars coming on and a company like Tesla is actually thinking about what is the, the product that I'm putting out there? It's totally different. And I'm going to work on how do I fix a problem in society and what people need from that, as opposed to just thinking about how do I keep my car kind of a catalog going? So it's a really different way of coming into the market. 
And that's not super new because I, I remember in the days I worked for Philips, then Sony launched the first Walkman, if people still know what the Walkman is. And then the engineers at Philips, they opened the Walkman and they unscrewed the Walkman and then everything splashed out. You saw that it was really pushed in. The Philips engineers were laughing. They said, well, you see, this is a lousy product. It doesn't even really fit in. We can do it more perfect. But while they were working on the perfect Walkman, Sony was moving up the, the learning curve. The first yeah. one was maybe not perfect. The second one, that was already in those days. The lesson starts delivering to the market, experiment and see what works and does not work. We cannot talk too long about it today, but there are big implications for HR. Huge implications. Because even if you just take that mindset, so in the article it's called building in public, but also listening to your customers, doing A-B testing, so iterating, experimenting with your people in real time. And so if you take this into the world of HR and we actually start to co-create the new ways of working with our people, as we've talked a lot about, this is where the magic can start to happen. This is where you truly go to transformation, not just a adapting your ways of working for, you know, a bit of tech or a bit of working from home. What is your tip, top, top tip? <laughs> My top tip, Tom, is... <sighs> I think we've got to let go of this thinking we can go back to the normal and, and maybe even saying the new normal is not the way to approach it because that's presuming we're going to keep things that were already happening. Um, so you've got to embrace the emergent, get comfortable with the concept of experimentation real time with your people and in particular, perhaps even let go of the idea of what the employee has stood for up until this time. Would you add anything to that? No, I think we can discuss that separately in another episode. That's how can employees behave as non-employees? I think that's a very important point you are touching there. And uh, would love to hear from our audience on what they think is an example of transformation rather than just adaption in the workplace and how they're letting go of the, the normal of what we used to do before. Thanks today, Tom, for your great insights and discussion. I'm as excited as you are. And I think a big message from the article was this idea of bring forth your optimism and aim to get things done, you know, get into problem solving and be optimistic of where you can go from here. And if you have that attitude, you really can achieve some great outcomes. This is Talking HR Trends with Natal and Tom. If you found this discussion valuable, please subscribe. Thank you so much for your time.